0: All right, welcome to another Ember Weekend. I'm Jonathan Jackson, and I'm Chase McCarthy, and uh, we are Ember Weekend. We are here broadcasting from uh, uh, Hash Rocket HQ. You're in Jacksonville Beach. It's very sunny outside. I'm. Uh, you, I'm sounded kinda, you sounded kind of, sounded kind of confused, like you didn't know where you were. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: it was like yeah. that, that kind of that kind of Friday. It's it's not Friday. No, I mean yesterday.
0: Yeah, yesterday was that kind of Friday. I see, I see. Um, no, no, pretty every Friday. <laughs> Watch a little bit of Luke Cage, though, right? Heyo! You mean all of Luke Cage? No, not all of it. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, like even, it I haven't you. started yet, so. Oh, okay. Well, I will spoil that for you off air. Um, cool. So, uh, yeah, we have a lot of really cool stuff to talk about this week. Uh, Ember, is, uh, Ember is happening right now. RN, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, we're going to get right into it. So, first up, we have
1: uh, a, um, a new library by Stefan Pinner, and it's called Ember Improved Computed Properties. It's uh, it's actually a really simple library, um, with like a a, a decent concept of uh, you know, all computed properties should be read only. And you sound, you sound like surprised that Steph came up with like a really good. Thing. I'm surprised he has time to come up with things like this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get, I understand that, but yeah, no, this is super cool. It basically um, it, it allows you to specify that certain computed um are read only. So there's been a read only
1: uh, computed property uh, for a while now, um, and basically what this library's kind of philosophy is all about is that all of them should be read only by default. So it, it makes a lot of sense because if you think about, uh, so the, the computer mo- property macros that exist in Ember, like or or any or sort or unique, um, when you think about when you use those, you I can't think of any reason why you'd ever want somebody to set them. And if they do, it's like a problem. It's like an error. You really want that to like blow up. Um, and so basically- like maybe
0: this... Maybe you're making like an evil JS, like the Ruby library where you can like set true to false and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe that's the add-on you're you're developing. In that case, you really hate this add-on, and then and then you're like, man, I really want greater than to be assignable so that I can trip this program up. Yeah.
1: Well, I know I've I've accidentally like set something over what I you know didn't realize was a computed property, true. and yeah. And then you're like, why isn't this computed property behaving? And then you realize it's because now it's set to some other function that you created. Right. Um So. And that is a that is a real danger. I actually ran into that recently. Yeah. So this seems like it could it could catch you know so, you know a, a class of bug that that happens, you know, relatively um, you know, few times. Uh, but when it does, it's really
0: hard to debug. So you might as well just catch it immediately. Um
1: you know, it's it's relatively small. So you you know, give it a try.
0: Yeah, check it out. Um all Steph Penner's libraries are usually really, really awesome. So uh this one uh definitely if it helps you solve even one of those bugs, you can may you know make make itself worth it uh yeah. to install. So it'll it'll definitely
1: pay for its cost. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um so uh so check it out uh the re- we'll po- we'll post the link the readme has uh, has all the information you need to get up and running um with with this add-on so check it out. And the second thing we're going to talk about is a blog post by James Snell
1: about uh some kind of meetings that have been going on in TC39 uh with the Node.js uh kind of team talking about specifically like the one thing that everybody's missing in Node for me 6 and that's import and export. Um, and I didn't really realize how big of a problem it was, uh, until reading this blog post and it goes out into some great detail.
0: Yeah. So, so actually, you know, some of the stuff is a little bit outside of my, my wheelhouse too. So you're saying that, uh, for ECMO modules, the imports and exports are defined, uh, during the parsing phase and for common JS, they're done at execution. Is that, is that the main difference?
1: Yeah, basically, it's um, it's just like what Babel's doing to turn ES6 into you know something for like a required JS syntax. It like wraps the whole thing in a function and gives it you know some some handle to the things that it asked for. Like the same thing hap- is kind of happening in in Node. There's a function that's wrapped around the whole module, and you know the the thing called exports is like given to it so that it can you know tack things onto it. Um, and I believe there's like there's other things like um, file or something like that or directory the current directory all those all those things that you access and node that are like magic things that just appear uh, like file name dir name those things are like uh, you know given to that function it's invisible from you when you're developing but it's wrapped around that which means that that's all happening at runtime like as soon as that code is actually executed then the you know the system itself could actually figure out what this code was exporting or what it was requiring um, but in ES6 like uh, people in Ember know, uh, if you try to, like, uh, import something that doesn't exist, that actually uh, fails during uh, parsing, like, like, the when all of the code is read in, you'll get errors that are like, you know, that you can't export that thing, because that doesn't, you never defined it, or you can't import that thing, because that's not found anywhere.
0: Right, right. So, so basically, one of the reasons the, the the trouble with the the Node ecosystem not being able to implement this stuff is like a primitive assumption of how Node is built. Then, is that kind of the idea? Yeah, and and I think most of it has to do with you know one it it, it the
1: require system that it uh, it created uh, existed before imports and exports. So it's not, it's not like it's going against some trend or anything. Um, and it also has different requirements from the browser. Like it Node has some really weird module lookup stuff, like the idea that it's like. Um, you know, it's looking on a file system. Uh, there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of different like rules for how that lookup works, like which folder gets looked in first. Um, you know, how do you actually replicate that in import-export? So there's a lot more um, kind of subtle problems. Once they get past this major problem, that still have to be solved. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot to it, but it's, it's interesting because he was basically talking about um, the node team had kind of like shied away from asking TC39 to change the way import-export worked. Because they thought maybe that was like uh, you know not gonna happen or you know completely out of the realm of possibilities. But then he he mentions that they they just went when asked and T C thirty nine was like, well, let's meet and figure out whether we can change. And like they were much more open to it than the node team thought they were. And so that was that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that seems like the the trend right now. I feel like TC thirty nine is actually being very receptive to community efforts. So um I, I think maybe maybe it's just like the idea of like realizing that. The ecosystem is much broader than it has ever been before, uh, and the standards are, standards bodies are are actually moving now. So um, yeah, and, yeah, and
1: realizing that they have to, like, Node is a part of the you know the whole of JavaScript right now, and totally. you know it has to keep keep up with the rest of JavaScript. So you, you know you can't have a fracture, and so it's everybody's kind of got to work together on this and keep everybody moving in the same direction. And so it's cool to see that you know uh, Node is going to be you know soon, hopefully getting import and export. Cause that's like the one thing I hate when I'm writing Ember and I have to switch to a Node,
0: you know, file and I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, and you have like at the require... very top of your file you have like twenty requires and yeah, and the way exports. I guess work... that would still happen with imports. It just doesn't feel, it doesn't seem quite right. Like I have to like readjust to like, oh well, I can't do this or I can't do that.
1: Well, it's yeah. like um, I've been, w- I've been working in React Native and uh, the beginning of the project we had the require like the congest syntax and then in the end we were able to use import and we kind of have a mix right now. And so every time I touch a file, I I've read it with imports, and it feels so good. Hmm. It makes it makes yeah. it, it does make uh, things a little smaller because you can uh, you can require and destructure like all in you know all at once. And yeah, 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 yeah. Which you you, do you can't do once. that, which is you know which is weird because when you you know when you do that like uh, you know constant and then that object and you like pull. Well, off does properties, Node
0: support parallel assignment? You could get it on one line if you wanted to, right?
1: No, no, because you can't get the you can't get the top level one. So yeah, you, know, you say import Ember comma, and then they, one of uh, that all the destructured stuff you can't do that with uh, the normal destructuring you can't get a hold oh, of sure, the top sure. level one so yeah, yeah that's the only thing it's
0: missing you end up having like one extra line for each one of the ones that needs a top level key right right yeah it's uh, there, uh yeah there seems seems like a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff going on uh at, at the, the standards body so uh keep keep an eye uh eye out for for more stuff uh in in this vein it'd be really cool to see node and uh ecma finally kind of come together in the module space uh for for a lot of different reasons uh yeah so, definitely yeah. keep keep an eye out though uh and the uh, the last thing we want to talk about is something that uh I'm pretty excited about uh Jeffrey Biles who uh who runs Ember Screencasts uh along with a few other uh podcasts including uh, Career JS I think is the most recent one uh I think most of the things we've covered on past episodes Uh, Jeffrey Biles just, uh, Biles just released a new, uh, program for learning, uh, how to Ember, uh, from really low level from ground up, you know, so you, you don't have to have a lot of experience. And I, I just went through a lot of the courses today, just kind of doing spot checks to figure out like what, what it's all about and see the structure. Uh, it's amazing. It's really wonderful. Uh, the structure of it's super great and uh i don't know i've been really blown away by the quality of of all the content yeah and uh the best part is that uh where ember screencasts uh
1: is is a rails app um this is actually an ember app yeah and it's a nice one too and uh you know I, I i like that it has two speed, which like we don't have, and i feel I
0: feel bad now not having that no, you can you can access the audio player there's i I wrote a gist that uh, lets you use the container to look up the yeah right we should just make a chrome extension for that and be like, here if we, <laughs> we fixed the problem, we didn't want to add <laughs> it to the yeah, co- to the website the um but yeah, it's great uh, so it's broken into three sections the uh, the sections are um are basically like the intro kind of getting started and then uh, building blocks which is more uh more detailed on individual objects and then uh, how to do ember in production and the ember production stuff has a lot of community uh focused uh sections uh, which i th- I thought was really great and also some deployment stuff and i believe that uh, he actually gives access to people who have this uh, ember school uh, access to the paid uh, ember screencasts uh, videos for deployment as well so uh, there's a really a, a just a whole lot of content here it's uh, the app, it, like I, like we were kind of briefly touching on there, the app is also really cool. Uh, so you're able to kind of go through it at your own pace and it has status trackers and it marks them as completed as soon as you finish watching the video or you can manually do it if you uh, know the material uh, and it keeps track of all that stuff. So if you leave and you come back, you have all your space, uh, all, all of your, your, uh, your next videos kind of queued up and ready to go. Um, I, I, like I said, I was really blown away by this. Uh, it's a tremendous amount of, of video. There's gotta be like, I, I don't remember how many hours he said, but it's, it's quite a few. Um, yeah. And, and uh, one of the uh, great sections is uh, the section on hiring,
1: which is kind of relatively small, but he, he gave some really interesting advice, like really great advice when you really think about it is that, uh, he has this, this 80% plan, uh, and it's like, it's four simple steps, uh, make cool stuff, meet programmer friends. Show stuff to friends and repeat until employed like you know I, I, it, there's no cheat to to getting employed and like and like learning you know learning the stuff and doing it and really he he gives like you know a series of like uh he gives a bunch of advice of like how to talk to people how to you know what you should put on your repo to say hey I'm looking for work um so it's it's a really great like you know just career plan at the end of this uh, uh this section, so you know check it out,
0: yeah that's definitely yeah. I, I really, I really like that uh, that cycle or circle or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's definitely pretty applicable. I think um, just building cool stuff and showing people. Um, so, uh, anyways, uh, just uh, the 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 ten thousand foot view though is uh, you can go to emberschool uh, .com to sign up and check it out. I believe the uh, the price is four ninety five um, for a single license, um, but for until October sixth. Of uh of this upcoming month, so just like this next week, maybe, um, it's a hundred dollars off of that price, and I think that it's worth it. If uh, if you're trying to to bootstrap Ember, your Ember knowledge, this is a pretty good place to go.
1: Yeah, and it's it's pretty um you know intro level with some of the authentication and stuff. Like you can uh, he has a section in the beginning where he's talking about if you have no programmer experience, here's a here's another you know uh, screencast or something like a class, an online course to to go through to get that knowledge. So it starts off super basic. Um, but then gets into like having actual like you know twitter authentication or something with uh firebase like firebase supports a ton of different oauth providers so potentially you know you could set up a a small uh, site that has like um you know user accounts uh, a database through firebase is deployed through firebase so um you know it, it goes from like you know start to finish like almost no experience to you know having something out there that's not
0: terrible yeah that <laughs> not terrible that's that <laughs> uh, the, to where to where you can actually start applying some Ember concepts right away that's kind of that's kind of the vibe that i was getting so uh so check it out uh, we will link to it um and you know as as always when we mention jeffrey jeffrey's stuff um he's always available in slack and stuff so if you have questions or concerns i'm pretty sure he would be willing to to field those and if you want to have a discussion about uh, Ember school or any of this other stuff you can always reach out to us at uh, our twitter account all right, so thanks for sticking with us uh, through the uh, whole episode. Uh, hope you uh, enjoyed all the content. Um, I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. And uh, if you'd like to follow us along, follow us along. Follow us along. I, I always say that. Have you noticed that? I always say that. Follow us along. If you'd like to follow along with us. No, no, you can't change it now. It's well, established. I, oh, yeah, I'm not editing this week. Yeah, you're the, you're the, you're the god of the podcast this week. <laughs> no, um, yeah, go, go ahead and say it over uh, <laughs> I might I might put it in. We'll see. Oh my God, I'm so confused now. Uh, if you'd like to follow along with us uh, at Ember Weekend, you can follow us at uh, Twitter uh, at Ember Weekend all one word. Uh, and then if you would prefer to use uh, an RSS reader, you can uh, get it at emberweekend.com feed.xml slash feed xml, and uh, that will keep you up to date with the latest and greatest Ember Weekend. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week with uh,
1: you know more Ember news. Amber Steph. All right. Bye
0: everybody.